0: And welcome to your review for the twenty eighth of February, twenty twenty three. I'm your host as always, Graham Mackay, and I'm joined all the way from Ayrshire, where I believe the Aurora Borealis was last night. Christian Wolf. how are you, Christian?
1: Yes, the Northern Lights and things in the sky. Um, apparently, Graham, I'm well, thank you. Um, they're going to be more clear tonight between nine and eleven. And a wee peek behind the curtain for the listeners. It's now nine, 9 oh eight, and I mean, with our usual link, I might have five minutes to pop out and see this natural phenomenon at the end of this recording.
2: So yeah,
0: I mean, it was it was really kind of uh, fascinating to see seeing it all popping up on Facebook from all over Scotland. It seemed to be people were posting pictures. It, it looked really cool. Like and green lights on the night that Celtic won the League Cup. I mean, what, you wouldn't have. Can
2: I planned it that way? No, or no, probably not because I'm not religious. So, So
0: how was your week, Christian? Did you get up
1: to anything interesting? I I watched Celtic win the League Cup, Graham. Um, That was interesting. That that was that was great. Uh, Fifty-two pages. Uh, Fifty-two pages. Well, kind of fifty-two pages. (laughs) Fifty-two images uh, on that coming up. But yeah, uh, Max had a football game uh, Sunday morning. One-one. Lost one, then the other team didn't have enough players. So usually just like because it's just four side, um, usually three or four games at a time. So they had two internal games as well against another team, uh, and he scored against the coaches. So oh. they, they go. did you uh, did you know
0: why you step in and make up the numbers? No,
1: I'm I'm a very uh, passive. Um, Although I, I might, I might actually be, be getting involved in some goalkeeping coaching later oh, So yeah. there you go. So, there mm-hmm. you go. Um, and then yes, uh, then straight to a soft play birthday party uh, right after that uh, with both my boys, and then back to the league cup final. So yeah, it was very stressful <laughs> all day yesterday, but it was it was good. And as as, as I uh, showed you as well, I ended it with
0: uh, a wee Drum.
1: In mm-hmm. front of the fire, which was nice.
0: A perfect on, way to end.
1: On an empty stomach, so I got a little bit drunk. I. So. Oh,
0: oh. so, I mean, for me, it wasn't so busy. I essentially parked Yes, myself. how are you, Graham? Oh, thanks for asking. Um, I essentially parked myself on the sofa two hours before kickoff and just tried to will the game to come quicker. And it didn't really work. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, it was it was it was good. It was a fun time had by all. Uh, we won't spend too much time on the the patent and, the band section because we do have fifty two images to go through as uh, Christian has alluded to. Uh, and if we have any time, the famous the famous cry at the beginning of every review, we'll get to other world news and uh,
1: going on in football. So, how's your uh, planning for that we're going, Graham? I think my, listeners wants to want to have that update.
0: My planning for Norway, I have every single night booked. I have every single accommodation booked. So a uh, mixture of hotels, Airbnb's, there's a little chalet. and I don't know how do you call them chalets in Norway. Uh, well, depends what you're booked, mate. So,
1: so a, a, he- a heater, maybe.
2: No, could that's that. that's my cabin, yeah.
0: Yeah, it looks it looks cabiny. So, it's, um, I'm looking forward to that one in particular. Um, I asked you about a, a place, and you said it was right next to some other place starting with J. And you said that you, you implied that that was a good thing. That it was near that place. Uh, brand. Yeah, it's
1: it's like a very I famous, sure. gl- <laughs> like a very famous glacier. So you should definitely go see that. I've never been, but says uh, a heck of a glacier, they say. So
2: how can you
0: be famous for being cold? I don't, I don't get
1: it. I no, we, you're an alway, mate.
0: That's yeah. I was cold earlier and I'm not yeah. famous. So. <laughs> T- take from what take from that what you will. Yeah. So I, I want to start off by just a, an overall impression, which is something that we do quite often in, in, in the reaction. But overall impression, before, before we get that, I'm going to ask, ask you if you want to apologise to Aaron Moy, uh, who had a hand in both goals for your, the mean things you've said about him in the past. Do you want to take this, this opportunity to apologise
1: to him? I, I might have said mean things about Aaron Moy, but they've been 100% correct, which they were before this game as well. I, I can't believe you're jumping in an agenda. He's point number 10, right, of a very carefully laid out agenda. And you just just jumped to it. I thought you might um, want to
0: apologise. I'm just, I was just putting it out there in case you wanted to say something.
1: Forget about you apologise to me because I was absolutely correct in what we can expect from Aramoi, mm-hmm. which, we, which mean, we'll I, get back to. So
0: I, I was neutral throughout. <laughs> so I mean, I didn't really have a, a dog in the race. So. Um,
1: but no, oh, I mean, oh. it, 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 Aaron had an interesting game, and, and he was he was, I think, part of. Um, He he was involved in a lot of things. He's popping up on a a lot of these images. So, but overall, on Aaron Moy, he ended up exactly what I expected an Aaron Moy in the League
2: of Final game to be like. And overall, I guess I can go back to the, the, the interesting is, and yeah, we got 52 images, so we'll deep dive into this. But I did think overall, it was one of the derbies. You know, over the last maybe two years now, where Celtic has actually managed to, in
1: large part, play the way they wanted to play. And mm. to, we'll
2: come back to why it worked, and we'll come back to why it was a bit scary at times as well. But I think overall, I, I, I think I sit with a more, I feel more comfortable after that. Game, yeah, game. tried to strip out. Uh,
1: we're actually winning, but there was a lot of positives in terms of the way Celtic approached it and the way they managed to create chances. And then there's, I think, a completely diametrical way of playing from formations as well. So I think overall it was, uh, I'm pleased, like from from a tactical point of view. Again, we can get into it, but. It's such a really, really stark contrast to the tactical setup from Rangers as well. And I, I don't think they've ever maybe been as crystallized as, as, as this before in this game.
0: So that's that was my kind of jumping off point question before we get into the, the brass tacks. We, we spoke last week and everyone spoke in pods and it became this kind of like uh, perceived wisdom that they were definitely going to do a man-marking job in Callum McGregor. It was going to be that 4 4 a diamond out of possession with Kent sitting on McGregor. And it just, I was shocked. Like, I was actually sitting in disbelief watching that first half, the amount of space that Callum McGregor had. Why do you think, before we get into kind of like the the minutia, why do you think he he had abandoned that idea? Like, it,
1: it seemed to be absolute madness. Can I first raise the point that you are now completely one of us because you're shocked at the man marking setup of the opposition in in a derby? I yeah, mean, der- from someone coming from where you know, Barhead, that's I don't think you can ever return.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so so yeah, no, no I, I was the same because Beale had had set it up that way in, I was in the last derby. And mostly if you, if you look at Rangers in the few games where they, some of the
2: teams are trying to play out from the back against them, like the Hearts game, especially a few weeks ago, Hearts, like Kent was doing the same thing. He's pretty much
1: in the middle until Rangers went 2-0 up and then they went to like as a 4-3-3. Three, three. So yeah, so one of the things I was pretty much surely that's where they're going to set up, but they didn't. And, um, you know, image one and two kind of. Shows this as well. Whereas instead of going with the two strikers and Kent behind them, they kind of replicate It's actually a, kind of slightly more reminiscent of what Rangers did on the Jarrabeel in, in Europe, where they, they did this. They had the front tree, and then behind that, they had, you know, the midfield tree.
2: So. <laughs> So so Kent was on the left-hand
1: side. It it wasn't in the middle. And the only player who was kind of of nominally marking McGregor was (laughs) trying not to laugh, Lundström. And and also then you're kind of asking the player in in the middle of that midfield tree to jump up, right, Mm -hmm. and to kind of make sure he doesn't get that space, which I think only... Saint Mirren have tried to do it that way. They had the mid, you know, the middle of their midfield tree jumping up uh, to do that. But then again, as we talked about before, with those teams, they have five in the back and one of the centre backs to jump up, so it kind of becomes
2: a bit of a two-four-four. Four, so no, it didn't work. And well, I, I was going to say Rangers is pressing, and that block did not work, and there was a. F- I think it had to do with the way they tried to do the system, and it
1: had something to do with the players they actually had within that.
2: But no, same with you, Like that's, it was a weird one because it had worked quite well in the last derby, and I'm, I'm really not sure why he, why he would set up like that.
1: Speaking a little bit with Stephen about it, and I think. Thinking maybe, did he want to try and by having two, like three in the forward line, maybe dim up a little bit for like Celtics and Vertus fullbacks, like, like St. Johnston kind of tried to do and keep them a bit wider so you know we could protect that space? But what really just happened was that there was so much space between the lines, between the forward and the midfield line, and the midfield line and defence. And the way they tried to make that like 4 3 3 work with Lundstrom as the one who had to run a lot. I mean, I could have told you that. It's not gonna work. So mm.
0: I, I one of the, the things that I loved about the, the final is that uh, the the BO narrative has collapsed. You know, it, it was going to be so um mind numbing to hear if if they'd managed to beat us and the BO narrative would have been gone off the charts. It but it's clear that again just before we get into it I just want some overarching questions. It's clear um that Beal will want to have a kind of system, like a style of play, the way that Ange has his own style, or that Beal will want, will want to have his own style. Do do you do you think it's ever going to be something that we would need to worry about going forward? And. Is the the style that he's ch- tried to adopt today? will that be a lot more um, harmful against us when he manages to bed in the signings that he's made? When Raskin, for example, is going to be in the Lindstrom position instead, will it be much more effective uh,
2: when they get to that stage? I, I, I Touch on this on the preview and this put last week as well. I think from what we've seen from him so far, is he is very very direct in possession. And I've kind of started to call the
1: Red Bull Rangers in terms of they just want to go up the the pitch really quickly with direct passes, keep lots of players in the middle of the pitch um, and not care too much about playing out. It's more about kind of creating situations where
2: the other team is maybe not quite organised or you can win the ball high up on opposition's position's pitch. So you can create chances from that rather than you get the ball up and then you win it back, really. Um, and that can be effective, right? It's, you know, it's, as you know, like Red Bull is, is a team that is, I think
1: work quite well against opposition of a better quality who kind of wants to push up and when they wants to play out against you. And but you may struggle. I think you saw this with Jesse Marsis trying to bring this to to Leeds specifically. Whereas pretty good against the better teams, but you know uh, against teams that kind of sit a bit more back and don't come out you know, to, to really struggle. And I think this type type of football really struggles. So I said before, like it's, it's probably not the worst matchup against Celtic and Celtic system. And yeah, if if you can fine-tune that and yeah, you'll create issues for resulting in those on-off games and you might do pretty well in Europe, but I just highly doubt you're going to win the league with it. Because I I think that over, I know Beal's like been winning games since he came in, but overall, like their underlying numbers are not any better than from brokers. And I just don't think this type of football suits dominating a, a league completely. So, uh, I don't know if that's his style and that's what he wants to kind of adopt. But, and the players he's been bringing in, okay, maybe it's a little bit more better of quality in possession. We'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. But, yeah, it's... We'll get into this, but I think you saw on Sunday the pitfalls of trying to play that way. He, You know, even though he's supposed to be a good matchup against Celtic, if you have really, really good teams... They they're gonna take advantage of those kind of situations arises as well in terms of what you want to do. So we'll see. But I mean, it's as you said before. Like he's, I think in the, the last derby, Bale's biggest mistake was when they went two one up, and he just they retreated and they just fell back, and that let Celtic back in and create chances. And this one, I think it's just picked the wrong lineup, and the wrong formation, had to do it, and it's. Uh, before he could really do anything, it, it was out of sight, really.
2: Hmm.
0: So let's let's get started looking at what you've called the game flow, and uh, you you want to start by looking at Rangers, obviously, as we've mentioned, not set up as expected, but how Celtic were able to dominate and you kind know, of move through the free with ease.
1: Yes, I wanted to do this slightly more chronological than than we usually do. So we'll. Talk about a few things in the first half, kind of round up the numbers at the end of it, and then go kind of through the different passages we are play in in the second half as well. Have a couple of discussions at the end. So I I won't go minute by minute, but there's uh, since these games (laughs) it's like, a lot of these games we do, we look at the first half and like okay, Samarin set up this way and then Celtic struggle a bit, but then they go through and then in the second half they made it 2-0 and then it was over, um, and then the uh, but Obviously, in this one, I think there was interesting tactical aspects throughout the game, and it and ebbed and flow in terms of what was being done tactically, what was being achieved, and what, what wasn't working. So we'll do it a little bit more chronologically. But yeah, the first half for me is all about how a oh, big part of it is how Rangers' block set, set up just didn't work, and how Celtic exploited the weaknesses within it because Celtic they are just really good at this and so image three um, and four as well actually quite a few different images so we talked about how they had Lundstrom in the middle and Kent was not in the middle uh, in terms of he was on the other side so I think you see image three and four is this, what happened, well one of the big issues was this it almost you know, we talk about rotations. This is like they, they had this system range, is that where the ball goes out to the fullback and it's 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 behind Sakawa, right? So the decision is then okay, who who jumps out on the fullback? Because Tillman, if it goes out to the left, Tillman sits on Hatate, Kamara sits on, on Moy on the side, and then Mundstrom is supposed to be the free man in the middle. But obviously, Lindstrom had a kind of <laughs> double the, the responsibility because he was kind of responsible for making sure Calvin McGregor didn't have too much space in the middle.
2: So obviously, he had to be ready to jump up. But then, if the ball goes left and Tillman jumps up on Taylor, it's Lindstrom who then has to do the hard yards of then trying to catch
1: Hatati, which Tillman sits on Hatati, he leaves him to press Taylor. And then you're asking John Lundstrom to kind of, um, you know, leave Callum McGregor, who's the deepest. Go run after Cal- Ria Hatate, who's um, really fast and, and you know, it's, it's got an engine of a, of, you know, a train. And so the image three and four is, is kind of this kind of rotation that you see where Tillman jumps up a Taylor, he leaves Hatate, and then Lundstrom is completely stranded because Hatati is 10, 15 yards ahead of him. And this is not, this is also a lot of what is was going to talk about now. Sounds like, oh, Lundstrom is terrible, the range is set up terribly, which they did. But they're being exposed, Graham, because of Greg Taylor's passing, because of Sri movement, because of Cal McGregor as well on the left hand side. But it was image three and four, you can see examples of that. But it happened on the other side as well. So I'm not going to say I felt sorry for John Lundstrom, but because uh, I don't, but uh, it, when the ball went out to Alistair Johnston,
2: when um, Kamara kind of jump up, uh, you know, image five and image six, I think one of them is Kent and Baryshek.
1: Um sorry, Kent and Kamara, and Barasik goes wide to press. And the same thing happens because Kamara sits on, on Moy, then the ball goes out to Johnston, and Lundstrom <laughs> has been watching McGregor, he now have to run behind them and past Kamara and tried to pick up Aaron Moy. So Aaron Moy kind of just yeah, sneaked behind
2: Glen Kamara. Kamara just leaves him. It was Johnson. So you had these kind of rotations where you know the, the Raysha Snubred would jump up on Celtic's fullback. But because Lundstrom had a
1: for from McGregor, there's no way he was going to then get back and cover Aaron Moy or Rio Tati on the other side. So again and again, Celtic can do these you know, but, you know, because it's because Rangers want to bring, they want to pack out the centre. But when Celtic did go wide to the fullback, like Rangers just,
2: they went really wide, and they just want to press
1: Celtic out wide, and then they left these gaps in the middle because you were asking Lundstrom to do Rush, McGregor, and the number eight. That then, you know, Camaro or someone left so, so, so it's just stupid. see so, I mean, so, so, so
0: when, for example, the way that they changed. Uh, set up, uh, Ibrox. I can. I, you could talk that through with me, and I would understand the theory behind it. I would. I would understand why the, those choices were made. What was he think? What would? What? What did he think was going to happen with the midfielders that he had available trying to do that system? What? What was ideal? What? Like? What was success in this system? Basically,
2: I, I think.
1: I remember back watching this Rangers team in Europe on the drive. Ball. Like they did the formations for were quite similar, similar. But what would happen was that they did stay very central, right? So the, you wouldn't have like, you know, the, the, for example, the two white forwards would stay very narrow and they wouldn't jump out. And that midfield tree, I think it used to be something like, you know, Camara. Davies and then Jack a lot, they would stay very close to each other, right? They were, you know, the three of them very close to each other. So they kind of had each other's, you know, you know coverage. So in those situations where, you know, Kamara went out and pushed wide, you know, you had Davies coming after and Jack coming after. So I, I presume it was something to do with that. And then maybe kind of stopping Celtics pullbacks from coming inside and doing that. But they were just kind of dragged all over the place. So they weren't as compact, and so in that kind of one triangle, then an inverted triangle behind that, and, and moving in tandem, they were just pulled over the place. So maybe that was the idea behind it, but I think if you just put Kenton McGregor again, you allow Lundstrom to just sit deep and not worry about it. So if Kamara pushes out on Moy,
2: if Tillman uh, pushes out on Johnson, if Tillman pushes out on Greg Taylor, in theory, like Lindstrom can just sit behind them
1: and be like a cover, and because Ryan Kent is following McGregor, Mac, but because uh, you'd think this wasn't exactly how they wanted to execute it, but it just ended up dragging the you know that block from one side to another, and then Lundström like running and you know trying to run in between all the players, which obviously he can't because he's he's not very fast and he doesn't have a huge stamina, and so. No, it's just, I think it was the wrong setup, but it was also executed very poorly. Um, so, <laughs> so who knows what people actually wanted to do with this.
0: It's surprising when you think about, obviously on the agenda, Gal was talking about how hey, Rangers had eight players that played in the 2009 uh, final. So it's just, if it's the same players and he's given them the same message to play the same way that they used to play under Gerard. Is it not really kind of bizarre that they didn't follow his directions? Or if they did follow his directions, were his directions just
2: ridiculous? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, it it is a really old one. The choice, maybe he just made the completely wrong choice. You know, you can say, okay, he's he's only back a few months, but it's not like he's just in the door either, so... Yeah, no, it's, it's a really weird one, Graham. It really, if you look at it, it doesn't really make any sense in terms of doing that. I mean, jumping a bit, in the second half Kent actually goes back um, into the middle and, and watches McGregor. You don't see it as much because it's, it's a very different kind of half of football and you know, there's, there's not that many scenarios where something where kind of plays out in that way and you know, so the substitutes comes in and it happens, but at the start of the second half, it's back to what was at the airbox. So you kind of go, there's definitely been an adjustment at halftime." There, there's, he's just like, "Well, this isn't working." So, but I mean, it's his fault. He picked the players and he put them there. So, and we'll get back to the individual players in that midfield tree because none of them were great at all, ranges. But yeah, it's, it's it's another it's another wee mistake for the for the Man. I'm that. I mean, and image seven is a classic example where Lundstrom is having to jump up on Calvin McGregor and then the ball goes out to Alistair Johnston. I think Glen Kl- Camara kind of just rushes out towards Alistair Johnston, whereas he, he just needs to follow Aaron Moy because mm. Aaron Moy's jumping in behind them, making the run behind them. And that is more dangerous than you know, Alistair Johnston getting the ball out wide. Alistair Johnson tries to go over to the defensive line instead of playing in Moy, but again, it's Lundstrom's positioning here, you know, just creates those kind of situations. Um,
0: and, and it goes against it goes against any time that Celtic have struggled, there's been one certain thing that the opposition's done and that is allow players that are not great on the ball, time on the ball. So, for example, if you know Alistair Johnson's not going to be able to pick up a, a, like Fred and he'd pass yeah. through to someone. Most teams would leave him and leave him on the ball and mark the player that he could pass it to. And this just seems as if the it seems as if Rangers turned up without having any knowledge of the way that we
2: play football. It, it's weird. I
1: mean, I don't know why. Okay. Kamara's essentially got two players he needs to look after. You've got Aaron Moyes making a run behind him centrally, and then he have got Alistair Johnston who's got the ball wide. And why he feels he needs to chase after, out wide to Alistair Johnston, I don't know. Maybe it's just the occasion and he just, you know, wants to get the passion, gets mm. into them. But, I mean, in that situation where you you're kind of two against you just need to fall on, on Aaron Moy and let somebody else run up Alistair Johnston. Um, but So that kind of rotation happened. But It happened in so many different kind of ways. Like, image eight, I I really like because, again, Kamara rushes out on Johnston. This time, Lundström, he makes that run to cover Moy. I think he starts a bit further back. So, okay, he's like, okay, I'm I'm covering Moy's run here. I've done my job. But obviously, because Ryan Kent is wide as well. He is not Calvin McGregor. Look at image eight, eight. Because Alistair Johnson, all he has to do, it, okay, it, it can't pass it to Moy because Mundstrom is covering him. But he can pass it a really simple passing to Calvin McGregor, who's got
2: a <laughs> huge, huge space right in the middle of the pitch.
1: Against its, you know, narrow, super, contact, uh, super comp- compact super compact race block. And it's the easiest
2: of passes. And and the way it is like image nine is is another way this happens. Where, you know, Celtic have the ball in the back line and goes over to CCV.
1: Kent, who's like on the left hand side, decides to run against CCV. Morales go, okay, here we go. I'm going to press as well. He runs against Starfield and they try to put him under pressure. But essentially, what happens if if your forwards start running like that against the centre backs, the one thing you need is for your midfield tree to come after. Because so if the strikers start running in the midfield, three dozen, you're going to have a huge space between the strikers. And the four. and that's what happens here. CCB go, oh, that's Cal McGregor. In masses of space between, behind the strikers and the midfield line. So, image nine, you can see that it's the same space again. But instead of Alistair Johnston popping into that space, it's CCB who just slices straight through that space.
2: So again, it happened
1: again and again. So, it, it was just a mess and it, it left, you know, if Hatate and Aaron Moy could get on the ball behind the midfield tree, Cal McGregor can get a lot of space behind, you know, as well. So it, it didn't work in so many ways. And then another way they kind of struggled. because so this is all about then okay, Hotate and Moy getting on the ball in the middle, Cal McGregor getting on the ball in the middle. But you can see what Greg Taylor tried to do quite a bit through that first half, and he. He didn't really do this in his like first twenty minutes against Rangers at Ibrox because again I think it had a lot. To, I think this had a lot to do with Kent being a McGregor and, and the midfield was more crowded. Greg Taylor started coming inwards, like properly sitting beside Cal McGregor early in the build-up. So
2: image ten, you can see him doing that, and what happens because when he comes in, Sakala of,
1: Folsom on the right-hand side, and image ten you can see how narrow Taylor coming in makes that that block. So we talked about before the Grimm thing. Oh, or they, they got pulled out wide, and you got space in the middle.
2: But I think this is almost opposite. Whereas,
1: I mean, there's six ranges. The front six ranges players are the like Morales is most advanced, uh, just at the edge of the center circle. And then Tillman is probably the least advanced at this, you know, the edge of the center circle. And, and ranges have, but vertically they're like, you know, pretty much the width of the center circle as well. So they're essentially giving up too much space uh, at wide. So image ten, and then you got image eleven after. It's like, and what happens here is that Taylor comes into the circle, cast off. It's got this huge space on the left hand side. So when Maeda drops and receives the ball, Taylor, who's starting his run in the center circle, he's
2: got that lots of space to attack because Tavernier has come up high to follow Maeda. Greg Taylor just
1: goes straight into that space uh, to do that. And again, this happened a few times. Image 12 is another uh, example of this happening. Taylor goes inside, opens up huge spaces for Hatate wide, so now he's two on one with me at against Tavernier.
2: Um, and I thought there's a whole sequence in terms of image 13 to 16. You can see this
1: playing out in a whole attack. So image 13. Taylor again moves centrally. He gets a nice pass from Karl Starfeld, who if you don't have time to discover it later, I thought Karl Starfeld was actually he did well on the ball. And mm. I think that's one of the things that we needed from the Celtic centre-backs to kind of at least have a, a little bit of calmness and stepping up and I, I know Starfield has a swipe at, at the course of the second half, he, he misses but he did well on the ball and he did as well as we needed him to be and he he, he played a part in this as well so image 13 is a is, uh, is a good illustration of that, Taylor moves in centrally, nice pass from Starfield then he sends it out wide to Atate but this is I thought this is really nice and how everything interacted here because image fourteen what's essentially this happened? Taylor sends the ball out to Hatate, where you can see that Maeda has made an inwards run mm-hmm. to almost to the deep, so he's pulled Tavernier away from the right back position. Taylor sends the ball to hatate, then Taylor just makes the run into the space that Tavernier has left because Maeda has pulled him away.
2: Um, so that's image 13 and 14 and 15 and 16 is
1: again similar Taylor inward movement opens up like Starfield passing the lane passing lane straight to Mira, and then Tavernia have, have to pick up Hatati now inside because Hatati's kind of just ghosted away from the Rangers midfield tree and they've lost him again and because kind of wasn't really tracking back either at this point, Celtic can play around and then play all the way out to right hand side where Alistair Johnson is, is a free man. So that's image sixteen
2: as well. So there was that movement. So obviously we talked about oh, this strange book isn't great, but as I, to, I touched
1: upon with Starfield, there, where Celtic did, but they, you know, they're good at and they did it in a big derby in a final and they kept, you know, essentially they kept doing what to do against lesser teams. Mm. Right. And, and they were rewarded for it. They managed to pull them out of shape. Mayeda's running was great. Taylor's running was great. Atati was great. You know, Aaron Moy was getting into those positions behind the midfield tree as well. And then, you know, <laughs> talks about McGregor and, and so on. So, range celtic while well, well, Ranger's block wasn't great, Celtic executed what it needed
2: to execute for large parts of that half anyway, and you know i've I got a lot of images like but the system for Ranger's didn't work.
1: I've had a little section called the weak tree I'm gonna go on to the midfield trees at the end of this but this just goes those kind of individual errors as well that ranges. The Rangers really couldn't cope with you know uh, Celtics play. Like image seventeen, you can see that Sakala who jumps out on Taylor. So you you know Sakala's got Taylor covered. So Tillman should then he should be on Hatate because he doesn't need to jump out on Taylor. Hatate still gets away from Tillman, and he gets to own the ball around Rangers, and that happened a lot. Like image eighteen, as a, you know, Lindstrom runs up to McGregor and gives him a little show.
2: Because so he has a hard man, so he has to shove him mm-hmm. as well. But then Lundgren is focusing wide on Moy with
1: Kamara chasing up Johnson. Again, ranges mid two of the three ranges midfield is being pulled out wide. So it leaves lots of space for her to run into and get a, a ball. Uh, and, and again, in those situations, this is image 18 and 19, he gets away from Tillman. Now Tillman's got one job and he, he needs to stay on Ria Hatate, but Ria Hatate makes a slight run, gets in his position, one time pass over the defense, uh, to Kyogo. Um again, Image 20. Um <laughs> similar story. Tillman kinda goes wide on Taylor a little bit, but then Lindstrom can't just can't catch Hatate. Hatate isn't far from him, but Taylor just pops it into in front of Atata who's now behind the midfield tree again and then with that um, the other thing in this image 21 as you can see I think this is a forewarning to so what comes like in the first goal if you see image 20 and 21 image 21st 20 will look at the distance between Aaron Moy and Glenn Kamara mm-hmm. so I marked ranges as midfield tree in image 20 and says Tillman, he's, he's not quite out on Taylor. Lindstrom is quite sticking to her tatty. But look
2: at Kamara and Moy, and I go, Glenn Kamara is about
1: ten yards away from her. Ar- Aaron is, is bang in the middle between the lines, between the
2: defensive line and the midfield line. Glenn Kamara is ten fifteen yards away from him, and I, I don't understand why that. that you, you, <laughs> it, it's like, I
1: honestly, I honestly don't think you'll see that from St. Marin, from St. Johnston, from Kilmarnock or any of those teams that they would let Celtics number eight, like the opposite on the mm-hmm. right for where the ball is, be that free. But image 21 is, is worse because image 21 is four or five seconds later. Mm-hmm. So like Taylor plays it to Hatate, he kind of looks up and go,
2: oh, look,
1: it's Aaron Moy, free
2: on the top of the D. And Glinkomar, Glinkomar is still ten yards away, and he's just like, I mean, if that was a salty play, you'd be screaming murder. Like someone like so
1: poor for someone
0: like McGregor, who's basically spent the Ange as a captive by the other team. Uh, You know, you know when you watch something like Paul Greedy's Love of Dogs. And you
1: get I've a mistreated. Never seen that. Okay, it's like
0: it's okay, a tremendous show. Uh, you get a mistreated dog, and like uh, it gets a new home, and you see it at the end running about the garden. That's what Cal Ga- McGregor must have been like in the, the, the cup final. He must have been just running about the grass Ooh. with this freedom that he's not had since childhood, because he's got no one near him. Uh,
1: so, luckily for this tactical analysis, this all comes perfectly together for a goal as well. Um, That's what you like to see because so we'll get back to how you know, the chances and stuff at uh, the first half, but essentially image 22 to 27 is is about the first goal. And I think in image 22 is the start, but like Rangers midfield trees,
2: they're in fairly
1: good control of the situation. Mm. Like Kamara is... And so great Teller has the ball getting into Rangers' this half, but he's got Tillman in front of him. Tillman's like good coverage. Lindstrom is for once you know, right beside Hatate, who's kind of behind Tillman, and then Kamara's
2: okay. he's like three, four yards
1: after Armoy, who's coming into the center of the of the pitch, and you go, okay. I mean, he knows what he has to do here, right? It's, this is Glenn Kamara. Uh, he's not going to make the same mistake again. So, image twenty three, and this is how I love how it all comes together because our friend Dice Mayeda actually plays a big role in this as well. So, Mayeda. Drops inwards. So he doesn't stay wide. He comes inwards to receive the ball from Taylor. He brings
2: Tavernier with him. But Mayeda thinks maybe at one touch straight to Hatate. He lays the ball off to Hatate. Mayeda continues his run inwards, right? <laughs> but then, image 23 again Glen Kamara, right?
1: He's further away from Ara Moy now. You know, we have had a lot of fun with Iron Moy. The
0: refs close up <laughs> to
2: <in> Iron Moy. <laughs> um, oh, he would be, wouldn't he? Um Iron Moy can come and stand, he, he can take that position
1: up between the midfield line and the defensive line. Gwen Kamara stands still. Image twenty three. So Image twenty four. <laughs> Rio Hatata is, is under a bit of pressure pressure from I think it's Lundström and uh, Tillman, so he brings the ball, he he shields the ball, he takes the ball up, then he turns with the ball. Image 24. And he, first of all, look look at Maeda now. Maeda has positioned himself between Tavernier and Mm Golson, So he's pulled Tavernier away from there. Um, Lundström is, and Tillman is kind of covering Hatati and Taylor. Kamara, I guess,
2: he hasn't moved.
1: Like, Aaron is bang in the middle of it. Then Kamara, nah. It's fine. No problem. So, obviously, Ria had to place the ball into Aaron who's, in, who's in acres of space. Kamara finally reacts, right? But you can see that Maeda at the same time, image 25, is occupying Tavernier and Golson, And then Taylor essentially sets off down the left hand side. He's, I remember, image 24 shows him 10 yards. Um, Essentially Lundstrom is ten yards ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Image twenty-five, he's already on Lundstrom's side. He's always gonna be quicker than him. Moy is Kamara finally reacts by his you know his way too like Aaron Moy looks up and yeah, this is the situation's <laughs> Aaron Moy is very good because it's he's very good on the ball when he can face the goal in the final third in a better space, runners behind him. I think he's always gonna pick the right pass. Mm-hmm. And he he picks the right pass here. It's, it's a really nice pass to Greg Taylor. And then as you can see, image so image 26. You can see the, the other classic
2: um
1: thing we love to see about Rangers is Connor Goldson. He's committed a bit too much forward because at this point Tavernier goes, Shit, Greg Taylor is on the left hand side. I he he leaves Mayeda. He runs out to towards Grave Taylor and uh, Goldson. He's kind of forgot. I, I think he's just misses Mayada's run. He's like, oh shit. Mayada's running in behind Goldson. And then you can see Kyogo arriving in the box on the other side of Davis. I mean, the cross comes in. Image 27 is just, I mean, classic Kyogo where he kind of faints as he's going to go towards the first post. But image 27, I kind of highlight, is the exact moment where he puts all his weights on his left foot and then he shifts weights over to the right foot,
2: and then he's you know free. and it's, it's it's you know it's it's
1: perfect. Like goal, but it also clearly shows every single issue with trenches in that first half in their setup and and the like individual performances, be from the midfield tree, be from Taverna getting sucked away, being from cold cold. Uh, kind turning like an old tanker, and then all of Celtic's movement right, Mayera's movement, um, Armoy getting into the right space, Ria Tati's so strong on the ball, Greg Taylor's running, you know, and then Kyogos kind of the way he moves in the box, it's, it's all perfect, it's all summed up nicely in, in that one goal. That's
0: exactly what you want to see. Are you surprised there's uh, someone like Tillman? Um, and just to go over that, the the listeners, I, I peek behind the curtain here. Christian uh, wants me to speak at length when I when I come in because he has in fact <laughs> eaten a wagon wheel. Yeah, that's between. my last bite of the wagon wheel. The wagon so, so done. It it. Yeah. Okay, right. So I, don't need to, I don't need to pontificate as much in between points. Um, were you surprised that the, the, the again all decided to match someone like Tillman up? So Tillman, I I've don't I don't obviously see much Rangers, but from what I've from what I've kind of seen from him, he, he seems much more like a number ten. Type midfielder coming back from injury, having having a knock, deciding to match him up against Rio Hotati. Did, did that
2: surprise you in any way? Yeah, I mean, he's Tillman. Is, I think he can be having watched him quite a bit when you know doing
1: opposition analysis and ranges. You know, there's strengths to his
2: game, absolutely. But
1: I think those strengths are more you need to get him on the ball and you need to get him
2: kind of around the penalty books coming into like the final third and so on. He's not it's not a central midfielder in no. any way I think coming back from injury wouldn't have helped either but you know he
1: played there in the Ibrox game but again what we, we come back to then he was
2: a lot more protected then
1: because he had Kent and McGregor and he had kind of Lundstrom a bit more around him whereas at this point he actually had to Cover Rio Tata pretty much by himself. And when, or he was jumping out on, on Greg Taylor and then nobody was covering Rio Tata behind him. So, yeah. Again, I mean, the alternative was maybe Cantwell, who's, I don't think he's, 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 he's a different kind of build up player. But again, I don't know if he, he would have done any better in terms of defensively. So, <laughs> Ryan Jack there. Yeah, maybe, but it's, it's just a system. I think it was just the system that... It was, Tillman's not a great number eight, but the system didn't help him either. And it seems like he didn't help himself. Like, you can still run, and
2: mm-hmm. he,
1: but he, he lacked the awareness of, of having being able to cope with reality at reality. I
0: enjoy the fact that uh, Glenn Kamara is apparently a golden boy of uh, Maple Beal, so that, that's good to see with him playing uh, so badly. But you wanted to finish the first half discussion by, uh, by looking at some of the game stats. Uh, and what you're calling Rangers is
2: a chaos ball? Yes. So I think we've been overwhelmingly positive about, about Celtic. And I think they deserve that.
1: If you look at the, the stats themselves, right, so I mean, overall in the game, um, Weissgat had an XG at 1.9 to Celtic, 1.1 1. 1 to Rangers, and stat had at 2.8 to Celtic and 1.3 to Rangers. So I think it's Kyogo's goals is the way they were valued was maybe a bit there, but essentially you've talked about you know it's, it's roughly lining up with just just the, so the actual a brief goals. interruption.
0: Yeah. Uh, it, so am I right in saying that Maeda's kind of swing and slight miss would not go on next no, no, year?
1: No, it wasn't. It wasn't on next year this time. Oh, okay. Uh, um, but overall, but whitecat had had the shots at eleven shots each, and in the first
2: half. It's six shots to Celtic and four to Rangers, but I almost like I, I kind of forgot
1: this before I started watching it back. Rangers has the first three shots in this game, mm. and four of Celtic's six shots in the first half comes from the 38th minute to the goals. So at that time, it was uh, I think it was three turn shots to Rangers. So I think about happened, like what we've seen above, I think Celtic was really good in position. They were really good at breaking down ranges as pressing, getting into position. But they were put out, like, then around the box, a bit imprecise, right? And you had things like, you know, Maeda not kind of you know, losing the ball against Tavernier a couple of times. Um I think Hatate had a cross. I think Aaron Moy lost the ball at, the, like, around the penalty box three times so he was robbed. You know, Jota coming. So, but, I mean, in a way, that's okay. It, you know, that, those chances were always likely to come when you play that way. You know, and, and it happens for the goal; like it comes together. And so, Celtic were the good thing of this. Celtic would keep playing. You know, they weren't creating lots of chances, but I think they knew they were getting into the right situations and the right areas. And at some point, it was just going to happen, mm-hmm. and it did. So, Celtic played the game they, the way they should, and they, they exposed the, the flaws in Rangers' press. But then, I've kind of just.
2: You know, we're going to label this chaos ball in terms of how much ranges actually go
1: long in these games. It's quite staggering. We've talked a little bit on the preview that they do go long a lot more than Celtic against other teams in the league, but they they
2: really ramp it up against Celtic. And in the first half, like, if you look at the two centre-backs and the goalkeeper, for Rangers, they had 49 passes in the first half combined.
1: 25 of them were long passes, according to Inside. 51% of all the passes from Alan McGregor, and Davis, and, and Golson were long. 51%. Mm. If you look at Celtic centre-backs and goalkeepers, they had 122 passes in the first half. Five of them were long, which is 4%. So you have 51% of one team sent the bicycle keepers' passes along four percent of the other teams along it's It's a very clear
2: i think it's such a good illustration of the different types of play these two teams line up with because we said it before, but
1: people say, "Oh, you know it's the two classical teams you know we we need to set up, we'll take a draw." These right at this moment, these two teams play in a completely different way, mm-hmm. like in really, really different ways. So, so we talked a lot about you know, teams set up a bit more aggressively against Rangers, and they go really far back against Celtic. And maybe it does come from this. Maybe the teams are going. Actually, you know <laughs> there's a real difference because they play really differently. But and this is what I talked about before about what what, what does Biel want to do. Rangers want to go long and direct. They want to get the... Because they have a lot of players in the middle of the pitch. They usually just have the fullbacks wide. So they want to go long and direct. They want to kind of create that chaos. And they want to pick up the ball, win the ball up high. But for a large part of this half, it's Celtic that is winning those second balls and kind of using that chaos to their advantage. So we talked a lot about how Celtic kind of broke through the press when they had the ball. But they picked up a lot of balls as well. And it picked up those kind of second balls when Celtic Irish is trying to go long. So I've kind of... Image28 is is from White Scout. And overall, White Scout has Celtic as winning 51% of all the duels in this game. But there's the... But <laughs> this is better when you watch the image, actually. But Image28 is kind of... They, they made like the, the pitch into squares and how many duels was won and lost in each squares. And in the, in the kind of middle of the pitch... So, in the middle of the pitch, in the center of the pitch, vertically or horizontally, there's kind of these nine squares. And within those nine squares, Celtic won 59% of all the duels. And they won 66% of all the duels. And there's kind of getting into Rangers' final third. Mm -hmm. So, and people, we don't have to go through this, but image 29 is how many balls or possessions Celtic. Uh, and Rangers lost in in the middle of their own pitch. So Image 9, you see Rangers losing a lot of possession within their own half in the, in the central areas. You know, with the duels, with passing interceptions and so on. As you look at Celtic in Image 29, they hardly lost a ball in that area in their own half, a duel. So Rangers wanted to go along to create this kind of chaos and win the ball up high. But for a large part, the opposite happened. If was Celtic winning the ball high in these kind of areas and the Rangers not. And then image 30 is slightly similar, but it's showing where the teams won the ball. And you see the first half, Celtic is winning the ball in the Rangers' half a lot in the middle of the pitch. Rangers is hardly winning anything there. Um, so, again, that kind of image 31 is kind of like an example of how this happens as well? There's, I think, there's a clearance from Rangers. I think Morelos wins the first header, but essentially Mieda tracks back and, and robs it from Tillman, and then he's got Hatate and and Jota are ready to go. So, but that's the kind of situation Rangers wanted to, <laughs> to try to create. They wanted to, I presume, they wanted to press Celtic so they can get the long balls and create that, and they will want to go long themselves. But just didn't work at times. I should say, because chaos ball is chaos ball, Graham. And mm-hmm. in chaos, essentially, why Rangers want to create chaos is that they, I think, this, think they're the best chance of, of beating Celtic because they put the game
2: into a state where it's, you know, Celtic might be disorganized and they don't have to play through them. And watching it back there, while...
1: I don't think they won as many duels as I wanted. and wasn't as effective as I wanted at all. I did count four times where ranges do go long and that they get a pretty good chance or a good shot off in those. So chaos ball wasn't working until it kind of did that time. So after 13 minutes, um, they go long, they win the second ball and it creates a situation to get a corner and then a very good chance after the corner. I think that's the shot that's blocked by CCV. And then there's a period of about six minutes, 25th minute. Sakala is on the end of a really long ball. He cuts back, and that pass is cut out by Taylor. He gets the corner. 28th minute is, a, is another counter with that long ball. And this is where Starfield block Sakala's cross. And then Celtic gets the goal kick. And after 31 minutes, Regis has a huge chance. And it comes actually initially after a long ball and Celtic kind of in the ball, back. they, Rangers don't win the ball back. I think it's Kamara who beats Aaron Moy in the air in the middle of Celtic's pitch. That's the crossing for Tavernier and CCV just gets his foot on the ball and trickles outside the post and they get three corners in a row from that. So there was a pair of that half where the Rangers are getting more shots than Celtic. And they're, they're getting by far the bigger chances. And they did it by going long. So sometimes, but I think this is what happens. Like sometimes when you play this really, really direct way, sometimes those kind of transitional moments, if you want to call them that, uh, where they can do a counter, Celtic's a bit disorder. Sometimes they fall for you. Sometimes they don't fall for you. I think for a large part of that, half, the balls kind of fell for Celtic. Sometimes they fell for Rangers. So, but as I said before, like Celtic... Doesn't overtake ranges and shots until the, the very end of that first half. So, I think that's the intent of chaos ball. And it, but it's kind of saying, look, we're not going to beat Celtic at their game. We're essentially, not as good. We're going to create this chaos, and hopefully, you know, that creates the situations for us to kind of take advantage of it. Um, and they did get some chances, but they, they couldn't take advantage of it.
0: I think that that big chance that you mentioned, when that corner uh, given, I decided to go for a wee wander around the house uh, because you know, I was nervous, know. so I missed it completely. <laughs> I just heard that they get corners back to back when I get back to my seat, but for some reason that 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 and the um, Tavernier free kick just outside the box in the second half, that's when I went for another wander.
1: Uh, see, see, I'm gonna see the Tavernier free kick. Um I actually checked. Fucked app for that because that's about a minute ahead of my yeah. uh, ahead of my stream. So I was like, I'm just going to check. I was like, that's good. I don't think I'm going to score. Um, Kristen so, so. was
0: probably wondering why I was so attentive because I was coming over and saying, "Oh, no, what are you up to?" What are you? <laughs> just because I wanted <laughs> to avoid the game.
1: You're not the man I married. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I'm going to I'm going to jump use that as a jumping off point for one of the questions that came in because it was about Sakala hmm. and the problems it was causing. Because that chaos ball up to the right wing was something they were hitting quite a bit, and it was giving them a bit of joy, as you mentioned. So this is from Martin. I don't know if it's Martin Frail, but it's Martin with a Y anyway. No, it's not Martin.
1: No. Martin with an I. Oh,
0: is he with an I? Yeah. Um, so he says, uh, good morning, Glasgow South Champions. Good start to the, the, the email. The, the cup win celebration was dampened slightly due to disagreement with a family member over Greg Taylor. Family's getting torn apart by Greg Taylor.
2: Yeah. Not this um, family. So. <laughs> can,
0: you ha- can you have a look at his performance just as please? Is he caught out of possession repeatedly or does Sakala's pace cause all fullbacks fall- problems? Was he exposed second half as Hatate and Maeda started to tyre or was he underperforming in slack passing all game? His ball in for the goal was a massive moment in the game. My v- my fun vacuum of a, rel- of a relative believes he's poor at defending and a barrier for moving on to the next level. Be interested to hear your
1: thoughts. I mean, it's- I don't think it'd be surprising to hear my thoughts. Anyway, Greg Taylor has the the miss in the second half when he loses the ball against Sakala, so uh, that's a big one. I think we'll get back to that that period as well. I know Greg Taylor is one of the best players on the pitch in that game. I think I've tried to explain why in terms of how integral he is to to the way Celtic play, uh, how he releases the ball when he needs to, when he goes into the middle when he needs to. He's so clever. He he sees the moves, and that left hand side is just—it's honestly ridiculous with him, like Gregor leaning that way, Hatate, Maeda's running. Oh,
2: it's so what about in particular? Just, so, but yeah, in terms of part? so the defending part, I, I do think in terms of the way Celtic plays, so, so Greg Taylor is asked to be high up on the pitch as well
1: and he inverts he's high up the pitch so he's not going to be in that left back position so the, one of the things that the Celtic in those kind of cases will be vulnerable against is if you can hit a direct ball in that space if you win the ball high up when Greg Taylor is high up you know there's going to be space there and one of the things I've, I've wanted to talk about the movie, but I haven't really kind of found uh, a time for a, a pod for it. Probably because I talk too much, is that see when those my Celtic do get those long balls against them? Uh, I think this is very deliberate. Is that it's usually the center backs that run out wide, right? Because the, the full backs are up high, they're in the middle. So if a ball goes wide against Celtic, kind of behind, it's usually the center backs that push us out to the left because you've given the full backs that freedom to go up. So I think Kostop, especially, is very good at that,
2: of just sweeping up behind mm-hmm. Greg Taylor because he's supposed to. So.
1: so, so no, I think Greg Taylor is not out of the position. Well, technically, he's out of the position, but he's, he's in the position He's has to do high up. So Celtic is a little bit vulnerable for that. But what to do is, like because the centre-backs are, are at the back, they push out wide. And then in the middle, you should have enough players coming back into the middle. So, no, I mean, Greg Taylor has to miss in the second half, but I couldn't really tell you any other... Watching it back, any missed passes again, I think he's integral to the system as he is. He's such a good fit for the system. That left-hand side operates so well with him. When Greg Taylor is not on this pitch... Celtic struggle, the struggle last year when he wasn't on left back. Um, you know, Celtic's really bad periods coincide with him not being there. And Martin should rest assured that he is right. And the barrier to Celtic taking the, the next level is is definitely not Greg Taylor. Uh, I can assure you. that.
0: I'm just trying to figure out what you know. Family arguments are worse. Things like Brexit or having to argue about Greg Taylor. I mean, uh, just Greg Taylor. I'll so, Yeah. So. So uh, overall, um, that's a feature of the system, Greg Taylor. Not, I mean, it's, it would be impossible to kind of expect Greg Taylor to be yeah. inverting in a central midfield role and then being a left back in a normal role instantly. So
2: and we probably, I mean,
1: I've talked about this before as well. Like Greg Taylor's probably weaknesses if you isolate him one against one against a really really. Good winger and attacker, a fast one like like a soul back in his, and uh, the border ground is is one example. Um, I do not really. I think of a single case of that this season where he's kind of been exposed for that. I think that's something he he works on. But you are a bit, just, you know, exposed for, for long balls like that because of the nature of the system. It's, it's always going to happen. So yeah, no, it's, don't worry about it, Martin. That's what I'm going to say. You're yeah. right, Martin. You enjoy Christmas. Next time,
0: so we're sixty minutes in. we're sixty-six percent into the pod, and we're at, we're not, are we at half time?
1: Well, <laughs> we're getting into the second half now.
0: Okay, it's, let's let's talk about the chaotic starts of the second half.
1: So I think that the time up until venture score, I think is probably the most chaotic part of the game, and it's probably system-wise, like the, the biggest issues. Um, for Celtic, but at the same time, there's, l- there's still loads of issues for Rangers in this time as well. So, image 32 is just a thing. Like I think Rangers pretty much goes back to a four-three-one-two with Kent in the middle. Image 32, you can see that. But again, well, I, before so they do that. I think in the first half, second half, the first three minutes, Rangers attack and and twice Celtic just clears the ball straight back to them. Um, I think it's first Moy and then CCB. You know clearances either they go too long or they just misses them, and then Alistair Johnson loses the ball in a very dangerous position in his own half as well. So I think that lends it to like that kind of chaotic start. But again, I think Celtic tried to play most of the part. You know, image thirty three and image thirty four are quite similar in terms of image thirty three is Tillman jumping on Taylor again, Taylor releases Satate, and. He gets from away from Taverna, and you can see the space Alistair Johnson has uh, on the other side. Image 34 is Kyogo pulling kind of Golden all the way out from his block. Kyogo gets the ball from Taylor, he lays it off to Ria Tati again. Again, Alistair Johnson has huge spaces on his side. So image 33 and image 34 shows you that Celtic is still trying to play, they're still kinda of exploiting the ranges'
2: issues. The second goal. So this is a really key part of the. what so I can't say this is a really key
1: part for me because I think a lot of this game, for all Celtic's good work,
2: a lot fall down on. We could have fall down on two attempted interceptions, in midfield, and one missed and one made. Um so in the fiftieth minute, this is image thirty-five, and thirty-six. So, Celtic have had an attack. I think it's gets a free, quick free
1: kick, and they send the ball out left. Um, I, I don't the player this, but essentially what Carl McGregor does, and I think this is one of the few things he, he did wrong in this game. He's Karl McGregor is in the middle of the pitch,
2: but the ball goes out wide on Celtic's left hand side. He goes full pelt. He wants to get to
1: that ball before it reaches the Rangers player. But by doing that, he leaves the whole middle of the pitch open. And Calum McGregor just misses the ball. Rangers player turn around. And in the middle now, you can see an image 35. Ryan Kent is in acres of space because Calum McGregor has vacated that. So he misses that interception. Iron Moy is about 5-10 yards behind Kent. And Moy he tracks back, he kind of gets sucked towards Tillman, I think, too much because Tillman is obviously the, the Kent has sent a ball to Tillman. Tillman is running against you know Celtics, there's three Celtic defenders left, and you've got Sakala and Morelos in the middle. So I think Moy just needs to concentrate on Kent, but he goes towards Tillman. Alistair Johnson have had to kind of cover the run of Morales slightly behind CCV. When Morelos stops up, Alistair Johnson then is I, th- I think Alistair Johnson has to follow Morellos because not sure CCB will, would afford followed Morellos run if the ball came from Tillman to Morellos. But when Morelos stops his run up, obviously he's Alza Johnson is all the way over on the other side. And then Ryan Kent is free on the left-hand side as well. And that this is the chance that ends with Rangers I mean, hitting the post mm. and then Sakala, you know, missing from a tight angle. That's a huge chance, and that you know if that goes in, that's that's a completely different game. And I think it is that Celtic leaving them a bit open. Maybe it's McGregor's. It's you know Aramis not quite back, and you know know, Aramis runs as hard as he can back, but you know (laughs) it's never going to really catch them there, is it? Um, But interesting. So that's a let off for Celtic, and I think it kind of contributes to that really chaotic. Start of the second half as well. If you go to the second goal, so the second goal kind of starts similar. So, image thirty-seven, the Celtic attack breakdown because I think it's Mayeda tries to get past Tavares, he can't. Now the rest defense, uh, we'll get onto this properly, but the rest defense is essentially the way your team is organised defensively when you attack. So you're mm-hmm. leaving players in certain positions that if you lose the ball high up on the pitch. Okay, where's your team? You know, where's your deep midfielder? Where's your fullbacks? Where your centre backs? How can you best set up that rest defence to stop just you know, counter attacks against? And you can see Rio Tati is on the top of the D, is right beside them, and Callum McGregor is following. I think this might be Tillman or Kamara increase these images the size mm-hmm. of him. um things actually um sakala um who goes all the way out on the left hand side but again the the area in the middle of the pitch is completely vacated. Mm. So McGregor is pulled wide, Moy and Hatate is, is far I, I think it's I think it's a consequence of the way Celtic plays as well, Graham in terms of they do commit a lot of players up. So often it's a lot to cover for Carl McGregor. But And I can kind of see the logic of him jumping up on Sakala here because, you know, he he might be able to run the ball up. But what it does is it leaves the center of the pitch completely open. Um, I think for Kent again, and the ball goes towards the middle of the pitch. But here you get a really, really crucial intervention. So McGregor is completely out on the left. Hatate Moy is far off the pitch. Carl Stouffield comes like a, is there Swedish steam trains? I don't know. Um, highly efficient steam train. He runs up and he nicks the ball, and that is a crucial intervention because if he hadn't made that, if he doesn't make, he, you know, push us up and do that, ventures could have a really, really big, uh, you know, counter attack again, like they had previously. But I think both centre backs were, were good as they were aggressive and they were winning a lot of duels in ventures half, and. and this is absolutely key for this goal from Carl Starfield because 15 seconds later, um, Cal McGregor is on the ball and he's, you know, the Rangers midfield tree. I kind of marked him here. This is image 39. I marked him there. Uh, he's got Kent on him. You know, Kent's in the middle. It's okay. Kent's in the middle now. Um, and Cal McGregor from, you know, this is just so good. You know, he, he just skips past him, um, you know, the, the midfield tree and he feeds uh, Moy, who's again, <laughs> uh, you know, Tillman has, I think it is, I think it, yeah, it's Tillman in this. Tillman has like, again kind of lost him. Moy gets in front of him, and then you've got has run, you go, Moy's pass, you know, and then Kyogre's run again. And But I I think this game very much rested on those crucial interceptions. interceptions. Um, like the first one where McGregor misses it. Rentrius goes up and hits the post. Second one, again the same issues in terms of the organization defensively, but this time Carl Starfield to the rescue. Had he not come to the rescue of that not only could Rentchis have had a very another very good chance, Celtic doesn't score the second goal. So I, I think that's where it comes to, and that's why I talked about the, the kind of really chaotic nature of the start of the first half. Because I think even at 2-0, <sighs> I think there's a lot of issues for Celtic, mm. right? Even the two new, I think image forty-one is again slightly similar. Whereas the ball bounces out, it's a quick pass from Alan McGregor. Aaron Moy loses the duel in the in the middle of the pitch, I think, uh, and then the ball goes to Kent. You can you can bring it up uh, for for another counter attack. Image 42, 43, I can, 42 and forty-three together. Rangers is high up in Celtics and playing around the box. Alistair Johnson is wide. And Aramoy is covering beside the centre-backs because Alistair Johnson is, is out wide. But then when the ball goes back up towards Lundström, this is image 42. He's about 30 yards from the goal. Aramoy runs at him and completely leaves uh, Tillman free. Mm-hmm. And Lundström, I mean, it's it's, it's, it's just Lundström. But even he can make that pass to Tillman, who's now gets the, you know, pass inside the box. And again, it's a big chance uh, for Rangers because things organizationalize is not quite sitting for, for Celtic defensively. And then you have that attack that leads to the free kick before the goal again. At this point, Hatati and Kyogo presses high and, um, the ball goes into Kamara, but behind the kind of strikers because you know Hatati was sitting beside Kyogo in the press, like the front two, and then again, Aramoy, you can see image forty-four, just rushes towards Kamara, and Kamara goes, oh great, and slides the ball beside him, and then you can see in image forty-five what that leads to. It's ranges now; it has those huge spaces in the middle of the pitch. And then the defense, Celtics defensive line is it's very deep, so there's lost space. So I think in this paragraph you had things. Was it Callum McGregor jumping out? Was it Aaron Moy losing a duel? Was it, you know, the kind of pressing wasn't quite sitting? and There wasn't the distances between Celtics lines were getting longer and mm-hmm. longer. It was a bit organized and a bit chaotic and Rangers were getting a lot of space in the areas where Celtic was getting space in the first half. And this. You know, this leads to the free kick, um, the cross, which Johnson uses to handball, And then obviously at the corner, you know, Moy le- loses, um, Morales, and then it's, then it's 2 1. And I, I don't know if it's just fatigue or something, but I, you know, this, uh, <laughs> I think Celtic at this point really needed fresh legs. Mm. And I, and I get kind of the point about it's 2 1 down, you know, O'Reilly and, a was supposed to come on anyway, and you kind of go, that's not an situation, easy situation to get into. But I, I think it was really needed at that point, those two substitutions.
0: I mean, I think we all we all know uh, what Moy gives us from an attacking point of view, as I said, played a part in both goals. Played a part in the Rangers' goal as well, um, and as did um, Joe Hart. Uh, some people maybe saying that he should have done better with the goal. What, what, not to not to say where do we lie blame here or where do we lay blame, but what did you make of the Rangers' goal? I mean,
2: do you think it could have been avoided? I, I think my, my kind of issue is, like,
1: like it, it's Aaron Moy's man and he loses his man on the set piece. But to me, those set pieces are just so different than, than open play. So, so that can happen. Armoy is like more of an attacking midfielder. He's mm. why he's on Morales. I'm not quite sure because, you know, Morales is all you can say about it is He's smart. And he he can muscle people off. So I wouldn't put Armoy on him. But yeah, he's I don't know if he's fatigued, but to Armoy is he is struggling this period just to uh, and he's he's done a lot. He's done a, a lot of running and he's obviously coming off. But it's maybe just a little bit too late for for something because he. He was st- struggling to keep in shape, in the shape. The rest of the team probably didn't help too much either, but it, it, I think when Rangers tried to play this way, this kind of chaos ball, as I say, it,
2: they kind of got it into the rhythm there. Uh, here. So, Joe Hart on the goal. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I don't think Joe Hart's technique is, is great there because he kind of falls down.
1: I don't think he spreads himself too much. He's kind of just collapses and he... You know, the kind of Joe Hart you think you know would just rush out to and just make himself make himself really big but yeah, you know we'll get back to Joe Hart but um, I think Celtic needed a change at this point
0: So we are fast running out of time um, I want to get to the, your later points so maybe talk about how the kind of we lose control we wobble for a bit after it goes
2: 2-1 what happens there and how do we correct it yeah, a little bit, I think. Well, I think when, when the subs come on, something actually, I, I think they had a decent start. First of all, you know, this
1: image 46 shows you it's, it's the 4 4 press. Um you know, so O'Reilly goes into the middle of the pitch beside
2: McGregor, Hatati is still up beside Kyogo. And I think overall in this period, the block is, and they kind of organised defence
1: from Celtic, it's is better. And it'll just block his image forty six six uh, show it. work quite well. But I think what creeps in at this point is just individual mistakes rather than the system being thrown. So, talked about the Greg Taylor uh, losing the ball to Sakala. So that leads to the Tavernia free kick. And Calum McGregor misses a pass, a really yeah. bad pass, in the middle of the pitch again to Cantwell, the 74th minute. And then there's one a little bit after when Abada there's a clearance when uh, I think from Rangers Cross, so to clear it. And Abada kinda he jumps over the tackle from Barress. And because he does that, it's it sets up a big chance for Rangers with I think that's Ryan Jack's shot that is blocked by McGregor and then Greg Taylor just gets onto the ball before Tavernier can can you know get a shot off from from the rebound there. So but it's almost a little bit more personal mistakes, uh, than a system thing. And then also from, from the 72nd to the 79th minute, Joe Hart goes long four times, including from one goal kick and two free kicks. And he also does it on the 86th minute.
2: Celtic lose possession. The first, like, three times he does, that, uh, three times he does that. Um, is, Lose possession,
1: like to get a throw in. Joe Hart sensed that for a throw in, so to get two free kicks against. And it was interesting, anxious quotes because he was asked about this in the TV coverage afterwards. And he was asked, about, Did you go too much direct in that period? And he said, And he kind of says, Well, I kind of leave that up to the players to if they feel the need to do that. And then he said, it was maybe a bit long, <laughs> he said, but, you know, he said it got, it got us over that sticky And I think. But looking back, I thought, oh, there's going to be lots of long balls there.
2: It wasn't really.
1: It was more hard going long in, in those three, four times. Uh, you know, as Ange says, that's up to the players to judge. Uh, I I don't think you can kind of see the temptation, but they lost possession every single time in those parts as well. So I'd rather he didn't. But I think the, the big thing that happens. well I think once you know that those subs have been on for about ten minutes, and Ivata and O comes on. I call them holder in in my uh, in my notes. I always got the letters for me. So, and I think from here on in, I think Celtic regained control because organizationally, I think they've been pretty good even since the triple sub. You know, the personal mistakes aside, and from Ivata and, and O comes in. Rangers only get one shot off. Mm-hmm. And that is when Starfield kind of takes a big swing at that cross and go like a shot is blocked. And I think Ivata, well, Ivata misses his first pass out to Johnston. But it's a completely right pass to do in those circumstances. It's just a bit hard. And I, I think from like the AFM is you really saw the benefit of those fresh legs coming in as well. Like image 47 and 48 is, you can see that it's, this Um it's actually a ball from I think Ben Davis all the way over to Tavernier t- t- on the side.
2: Maeda is quite high up, so he he can't cover Tavernier. Matt O'Reilly is kind of you know, he He's quite far
1: behind. You know, he's he's in the middle of the pitch. Cal McGregor is a lot closer to Tavernier. But you see image 47 and 48, it's Matt O'Reilly who makes that huge run to run up Tavernier. And you know, covering that ground, the ball goes out to Sakala Taylor, you know, sniffs the ball out and O'Reilly helps keep possession. Image 49 is such a good tackle by Abata. He, he gets, the ball comes into Cantwell in the middle of Celtics pitch almost. Avata is just straight. He's so fast across the ground, nicks the ball, wins possession, goes to O'Reilly who wins the free kick. And image 50 is just what happened with, uh, when Mayeda went off and, you had that actually really nice kind of, you call it double pivot, but Ivata and McGregor like, in the middle. And then O'Reilly pushed up uh, alongside O in the press. And see that 4-4-2 press again? Image 50. I think it worked.
0: You mm-hmm. know,
1: I, I think, I think you know, 86 minutes is Hart's last long pass up. <laughs> and while Celtic win the ball, what happens when Joe Horsch, Joe Hart wants the whole team up, right? He just wants them away. But I mean to simplify what happens is like, Celtic push all the whole team up. But if then if you lose the ball up there, you know, Rangers gets the throw in eventually after that. Taverne throws the ball over the whole midfield line. And then Rangers get a throw in in Celtic's final third. And that leads to a situation where it's it's a kind of like ricochet where Barisic almost I think the ball goes through Barisic's legs in the Celtics penalty box. So it uh, yeah, it's a bit harsh to blame it on Joe Hart as well, but I think apart from that, it didn't really go along. And apart from that, as I said, there, there's after you and got an, an O comes in. He's just got one shot off and it's blocked. So, but I felt horrible, Graham, watching it, mm-hmm. looking back the last, the latter part of that second half, I think Celtic were more in control there in the first part
2: of that second half.
1: So, and in the end, obviously, you know, right at so the end, you get chances Alistair Johnson, again, talking about somebody who's using his strengths here, like he stops Kent twice, two really good tackles on Kent. Like the first one, 88 move, is just delicious when mm. Kent tries to step over and Johnson just moves. And that, that is what Alistair Johnson is good about. He is, we talk about Alistair Johnson and Greg Taylor, like this is probably the one thing Alistair Johnson is better than Greg Taylor, at, like facing up one-to-one in those duels, because he's, he's really, really strong for that. He is a defender, first and, first and foremost. You, you and see, you see... Yeah.
0: So can you see us adopting the kind of uh, thing that we did under Brendan Rodgers where we're basically attacking? It would be take KT going all the way forward, and Lustig basically becoming like a, a much more defensive fullback and being like a almost centre back. Do you think that could happen with Johnson?
2: I
1: mean, it kind of happens anyway now. Like, so it's something to prioritise the left hand side. Um, I don't think. You will need them to. You don't want to be too one like one-dimensional for it. I mm-hmm. think, and I don't think overall, it, it Villa doesn't have a good game on the ball. to Johnson, he, he loses the ball quite a bit. He's I mean loses the ball in possession as well, but he, his strengths really come into its own at the last five minutes of a derby. I think in, in terms mm-hmm. of that when Rangers have to attack, you know, Kent gets a bit desperate and try goes past him and it's just. A couple of delicious tackles, and that's that's what he's really good at. And I think as I said before, his characteristics are a lot more like Antonin Ralston than than Yusuf Uranovich, but he's a few steps above Ralston, absolutely. And I think he's he's a more complete player, and he's I don't think he'll ever get to a Uranovich level or a Greg Taylor level on the ball, but you know it's, it's, you know, you just you could really see his uses in the last few minutes there. And then it was like Celtic start, you know, getting all the big chances and you know, um, getting to that kind of game would when you just had so much um, time and space in the opposition's half, huh? and that's where you get a lot of xG from in the end as well. But yeah,
2: so we
0: we've, we're moving into the last five minutes here. Do you want to cherry uh, pick?
1: Uh, uh, it's going to be a bit more than five minutes. Sorry, Claire, but um, <laughs> um, yeah, that's just a little recap in terms of second half shots. 7-2 um, ranges, 5 to Celtic and I was say 3 of those Celtic shots are from the 89th minute so up until that, there was 7 to, to ranges in, in shots um, oh, so, so yes 7 of Celtic's 11 shots in this game, according to Wisecat, comes in the last 7 minutes of each half um, but as I said, only one shot against Celtic after O comes on and the other 3 shots after the Morelos goal is so it's a more personal mistake than, than Celtic doing anything, kind, of, kind of wrong. Um, but as I said before, like the, the most chaotic period for me is the period up to School, and that includes Celtic School. And, the, and after that, it kind of, substitutions help and it kind of calmed down. And if you look at, like, I want to say, you know, we talked about the centre back stats, uh, second half, Rangers, centre-backs and goalkeepers, 60 passes, 8 of them are long, 13%. Celtic centre-backs and goalkeepers, 51 passes in the second half. So, you know, it tells you a little bit about the chaotic nature of the game and how more Celtic time, more times, Rangers had the balls. And 8 out of 51 passes make 17%. So whereas the first half is 51% to 4% from the back three in terms of long, how many of the passes were long passes. Second half is 13% for Rangers, 17% for Celtic. Um, image 51, we, we can kind of skip it a little bit. Uh, but it kind of I think it was a, kind of a nice way of showing the ebb and flow of the game. So you, you'll see this is from White Scout. Um, the ball possession, so what well, White Scout do, they the divide the game into quarters, six quarters, no, and you can kind of see the ebb and flow of when Celtic had possession the most or Rangers had possession the most, pass accuracy, The long balls and like the average formation line in terms of how deep they were to go on it. I I think you see, Graham. It's that kind of period from you know sixty to seventy-five after the goal. You know, it's after that once the substitution comes in, it's it's kind of settles down again. I think.
0: I think that's Um, one of the things that will be really rankling on Rangers fans' minds: the fact that um, in the in the in the closing stages of a cup final. Their defense is, their full team is further back. They're getting pinned in um, 2 one down.
1: Well, you talked about, let's blame Michael Bale a little bit more. See yeah. the substitution of Morelos for Cole, like, I mean, that's stupid. Like, that is, I think, uh, speaking to Stephen Aaron earlier, that's a football manager. So he said, I need to do something here. I, I don't know. I, I changed the strikers. Like, Morelos, Morelos, God forbid he had, uh, had a decent game. Like, he, he gave CCV, uh, you know, I think he robbed CCV once, he so gave him, like, I mean, CCV took him a couple of times as well, don't you worry about that, but he's, he, he is a handful and I think he's, he's kind of getting into a form and he's, you know, he's got to go about 10 minutes earlier and then he gets subbed, but he kind of go and call like is, I mean, he is.
0: It's just a wardrobe, I mean, you can't do anything yeah, apart from no.
1: finish. So, I, again, Beal, like, in terms of the substitutes, now I thought I was, I'd be racing if you Know if i done, and, and I do think you see the valiant again in, in all coming on in terms of that because I think he is a lot what people wanted Gigi to be in terms of being that hold up and being that strong man. You can bring it in, and I think always just okay, I don't want to speak too soon, but I don't think anybody's really missing Gigi and like with, with the way he always started because he is that kind of substitution you wanted, and he's got that to his game. and I thought. He really helped bring that game into it. So,
0: MLS started this weekend. There you go. go.
1: Um,
2: So, I mean, overall stats wise, um, it kind of Celtic got, in in terms of how many times it got into the opposition's half, final third, into the penalty box, Celtic did that more than than the last two Derbys
1: this season. You know, so. I think I know they blow them away 4 0 at uh, you know, Celtic Park, and that's like uh, a blitz in the first half. But overall, Celtic was just getting into Rangers' territory to a larger degree than they've done in everything. I had to look at the semi final against Kilmarnock, and in the final, Celtic gets into Rangers' half four times more than against, against Kilmarnock. Lovely. But uh, Kilmarnock. Against Kilmarnock, the ranges, well, Celtic gets into Rangers' final third one more time than they did against Kilmarnock. And also, you know, with the penalty box, you know, they got into the penalty box one more time against Kilmarnock. So, stats wise, territory wise, in terms of bringing the ball into and getting into Rangers' territory, it was just like facing Kilmarnock. So,
0: is less uh, care lost?
1: Yes. Well, and literally, but metaphorically, there was a mm. lot of Carl, mm. Carl there. So do
0: you want to finish on the the midfield three? Is that well, the way to well, have that discussion? Or
1: I, I think we covered it a lot, but I, I think there there was a real difference in, in, in the midfield three. Rangers' midfield three was just atrocious.
0: Yeah, uh, before you get started in Celtics, uh, so we're, we're in a number of group chats, and I found it quite interesting at halftime on, um, between the group chats that I was in. One of them, I'm not going to mention any names, one of them says that uh, Aaron Moy was like playing with a man, man down. Like, basically, it was like playing with uh, 10 men. Aaron a Moy the park.
1: Yep. Who said that. Is that Stephen?
0: No. Okay. Uh, yeah, I want to say he's, he's a namesake with Aramoy and <laughs> the the other the other group chat, um, one person said that they thought arimoy had been excellent. So, how, how, is <laughs> how is one man dividing opinion?
1: That was
0: probably similar. How is one man dividing opinions so much?
1: I
2: guess we've covered
1: it. Like he is, arimoy is what he is. He is he's is very good. At certain things, and the other side of his games are, are, are clear weaknesses. And I, I, I'll be—I I, surprised Ange started him to be honest, because uh, up to that point, like we had different theories. Oh, is he just kind of playing against the weaker teams is giving O'Reilly a rest. But this is no—I mean, Ange basically, you know, said you know Aaron Moyes my, my starter here, and in a way, I, for me, it was Aaron Moyes distilled in one game perfectly you know when you get him in that final third he can be such a key part because he's, he's, he's an excellent technical players and he's I think he's he has that vision when he's got the ball in front of him when he's got the goal in front of him when he can become part of those passing attacking sequences uh, that Celtic set up and you know both goals come from the left-hand side where you know he, he kind of drifts into that space and again, like as as if we pointed out, you know, the first goal especially, you know, is he's is allowed space and time on the edge of the box in that situation. And, and that is, that he's he's gonna pick the right pass. Because he is good. He is he's, he's just really good in those situations. So Celtic managed to put him into that situation twice, and he picks the right pass. And then as you see, he's he's had a hell of a build up before him. He's got two fantastic runs from Greg Tell and Rhea Tati. Two great crosses, you know Kyogas movement, Miatas movement around that. So he becomes a really, you know, he becomes the, the part of that cog in that attack. He, he, you want what well, Ange wants him in there. And
2: then other than that, I mean, as I said, apart from that, and he's and he's got a couple other nice moments. I mean, he, he runs up
1: Lundstrom <laughs> from the first half um, and wins the ball back, which is good. But he, lose, I thought he, I think he's the best lot beyond the ball, like around the, the penalty box. We don't really expect him to lose the ball. He lost the ball. He, he does that thing a couple of times when he runs deep towards CCV in the build-up, and it kind of doesn't help. He, he kind of needs to try and move Kamara and from away. And to be fair to him, I think he, I think he did. You know, again as we talked about at the start, you know, he, he got beyond Kamara, and the way Renshaw set setup was done. You, you, you can get on the ball a bit more there as well. I think defensively he's he's not much help, but we we all know this. I mean that's uh, uh, you know I put up and the comparison of, of the pass map of Cal McGregor and Rio Hatte and Aaron Moy, and I think you see if you compare him to Rio Hatati, like Hatati's passing where they were the, the areas he was hitting the ball overall. I mean Cal McGregor was everywhere. Aaron Moy's passes were like apart from the two passes for the two goals. I, it's got nothing in the center of the pitches all, all almost everything either in his own half or on the, on the right-hand side. And, you know, but you get him right in front of the penalty box in space, he's he's going to pick the right pass. So that's what he did. And, and this time is, it was enough. Um I, I think the substitution probably came five, 10 minutes too late for him um, because he was really struggling there. And he was part of a Celtic team at that point that, I was giving ranges to spaces that Celtic got on the first half but
2: it, I mean he is
1: he is, is what he is and I think Ange thought I'm going to pick him because of his strengths this time and it's you know it, it, it worked out
0: eventually mm. yeah. I mean he's, he's upside in that game as you said if, if we had maybe brought him off five minutes earlier then it would have been we would have been talking all upside it's just the fact that we started to get those big gaps
1: yeah. I mean it's true to format I, I would still have picked Matt O'Reilly because I, I think I think O'Reilly sees those passes as well. And I them. I think he is in those positions. I, I think he gives you more defensively.
2: Right, um, but there you go. You know, uh, I'm supposed to go. might know more about football than Oscar. Is that there is that possibility?
0: O'Reilly uh, sees dead people walking about like regular people. I feel. Like- so that we're getting we're getting the, the go home sign uh, from Claire. We got oh, that about ten minutes ago. To be I, honest, but uh,
1: <laughs> I, I've closed that touch that. That's fine. <laughs>
0: that's, if you don't see the go home sign, then you don't need to go home. Exactly. I think that's. Chris, it's been an absolute pleasure. We've not got to end. This is the, the the least we've spoken about anything else in review history. I think.
1: Yeah, I've, I've promised Gal in the preview that if, if Celtic, won, we're going to suck the joy right out of us. I hope we manage that. Um, mm-hmm. no, but I, I think overall this is. I think this is encouraging. Graham, yeah. From yeah, it's, it's obviously oh, <laughs> the the win helps, but the way it came about and
0: performance—I mean, that the, for me makes me the feel that he less. And we talked about you know,
1: yes, Rangers' setup was wasn't great, <laughs> bail. but it's also exposed because Rangers uh, because Rangers just can't cope with Celtic, and Celtic mm-hmm. do this. and they finally overall as a team they did the things they, they needed to do against Rangers. And it's not easy to play against chaos ball because sometimes you know major will get chances for it, as i said, start of the second half almost got away a little bit uh from Celtic but I, they adjusted and the last last twenty minutes like watching back is it's actually it's a lot more comfortable than than you think mm-hmm. they are um, yeah. so overall i think it it's really it's <laughs> it's really encouraging to move this cup But I, it's encouraging for looking forward. Because yeah. I think, you know, this is people are saying, Oh, it's a caspiel, all oh, that but he's he's not showed anything that say he's any more of a better tactician than Giovanni from Brokers, to be honest with you. Which so in a way I, I love think to yeah, I think from Brokers like last, last season in the some of the derbys at the end was just, that was a lot more troublesome for Celtic than mm-hmm. the last two. So
0: yeah, long may it continue. Well, we'll be back next week to talk about Saint Munn, and hopefully we'll get into other topics oh, because because oh. we've spoken about Saint Munn. So, I mean, this is going to be a hell game again and away from home. But hopefully, it won't be it won't be as bad as the last time there. Christian, it's been an absolute pleasure.
1: Hey, Pleasure's been all my dream. Thank you very much. And Any sorry, Claire.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, she no, just wanted
1: to finish that pod now, and oh, no, it just keeps going.
0: Deeply, deeply
1: sorry. Yeah, intro.
0: Um, <laughs> I've been your host, Gary McKay, and we will catch you down the road.